So the history of sugarcane uh, on Hawaii and in Hawaii uh, is long and uh, very significant in terms of uh, our heritage. Bob Gunter is the president and CEO of Chloe Rum Company. Chloe Rum is located on the island of Kauai and has been around since September of 2009. However, the history of sugar and rum production on the island of Kauai dates back all the way to 1835. And in this conversation with Bob, we got to hear a lot about the history of the sugar mills on Kauai and how today Kaloa Rum is sourcing locally. Kaloa Rum Company's vision is to be a multifaceted Kauai-based manufacturer that has focused on the development and sale of superior value-added products from a wide variety of locally sourced agricultural ingredients. We talk a lot about that, how they are sourcing locally. And Kaloa Rum Company fully promotes sound and sustainable agricultural practices and believes that the eventual success of his products will provide meaningful support and diversity to the local agricultural industry and serve to stimulate employment, increase cultivated acreage, and preserve open space. This is one you're not going to want to miss. Stay tuned. Let's cue the intro. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast. Learn the stories behind Hawaii's best experiences, influencers, and businesses. Discover everything that makes Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Well, aloha and welcome to episode 10 of Hawaii's Best Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited that you are here. If you're new here, go ahead and hit subscribe and drop a review below. That just lets other people who love Hawaii be able to find this podcast and this conversation. Well, I am just so excited for today. So let's go ahead and get into our conversation with Bob Gunter from Kaloa Rum Company and Talk Story. Well, Bob, thank you so much for joining us today on Hawaii's Best. How are you doing today on this beautiful Monday? Uh, doing very well. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you taking time to, to, to call and talk. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your role at Kaloa Rum. Well, um, I am the president and CEO of Kaloa Rum Company. We formed the company back, uh, actually incorporated in 2006, uh, but we began to design and permit and build out our distillery beginning in early 2008. And we completed that process and actually began bottling and selling rum in September of 2009. And so this September will make 10 years uh, having been producing rum here on the island of Kauai. That's great. When did you come on with the company? I uh, came on in the beginning. Um, that oh, is wow. early awesome. early 2008 when the right. decision was made to uh, actually move forward and uh, began the construction, uh, design and construction and build out of the distillery. So I was on board from the beginning, went through the permitting process and, and got us to the point that we were actually making rum and then uh, have been of course, uh, in the position since then. From the beginning stages, what was the vision behind starting Kaloa Rum Company? Well, from 
myself personally, um, I've lived in Hawaii for many years and uh, and worked in the sugar industry here on Kauai for a good many of those years. And uh, so my heart is in uh, in sugarcane. And of course, now all of the commercial sugar plantations operations have closed, um, and which is uh, very sad to to many of us who who grew up, lived and worked, you know, during that era. And so now being able to to actually plant, grow and otherwise use sugarcane grown here on Kauai to make rum really brings it full circle for me and uh it's really gratifying to to keep that uh that heritage, uh that history alive here on Kauai. Uh, over the years, I've worked on two different uh, micro distillery projects uh, in, on the island of Maui, which is really where I was introduced to the industry and uh, and distillery operations. And through the the five or six years that I worked on those two projects, I gained a lot of experience and knowledge of the business, and 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 equally important was able to meet a lot of uh, key people who had. Uh, industry experience. And so when we began to conceptualize and put Kaloa rum together, um, I was able to call to use that experience that I had gained on those two projects and also was able to bring in some consultants that I had met over the years and uh, had them on hand to uh, assist in the very early stages you know, uh, putting the, the, the project uh, together. But getting to your, I guess, the, the, the key point of your question, in the beginning, our intent was to help support our sugar industry here in Hawaii. Um, At that time, we still had several plantations uh, in operation producing sugar. And we also wanted to do our part in uh, helping to preserve the agricultural industry here in Hawaii and help to diversify our economy, which is, of course, heavily dependent on tourism. And we wanted to uh, create uh, employment opportunities for our local people. In doing so, of course, we had hoped to eventually be successful and perhaps make some money. But um, it really was a, a combination of all of those things that uh, you know was behind the the initial concept and and I guess the motivation to 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 put this project together and and see it through. I think that's great. A lot a lot of people I talk to they highlight the importance of sourcing locally and doing whatever they can to utilize um, local production. And you kind of answered this question, but why, in your opinion, does that matter, sourcing locally? Well, um, it's especially important for those of us who live in Hawaii. I mean, we do live on islands. And so we're also, Hawaii is, is, of course, the most remote populated archipelago in the world. And so um, we sustainability and being able to to survive on products and you know goods and services that are produced locally um, just makes sense mm-hmm. um, because we're it's a long way to the mainland and it takes a lot of time to get uh, products, goods and services, supplies and so forth uh, shipped in from the mainland, and it's also very expensive uh, in terms of freight, ninety percent of the uh, consumables in Hawaii are shipped in via ocean freight. 
and the freight rates, unfortunately, in Hawaii, ocean freight rates are are very very expensive. So, from a uh, from a business perspective, um, in terms of cost and so forth, it just makes sense uh, to source as many products and, and goods and services locally as we can, and it also um, serves to uh, you know provide jobs, you know, and economic diversity here in in Hawaii. Right. And, and later on, I, you know, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about how you guys, your guys' plans and expanding that. But maybe before we get there in these past 10 years now, which is kind of cool marker, what have you seen be the attributing factors to your guys' success? Well, first and foremost, um, I think what's notable is that uh, all of us that are involved, most all of us involved in Koloa Rum from the beginning, are either from Hawaii originally or have lived and worked here for many years. So we're, we're homegrown. And so we really, we're not, I, I often tell people sort of jokingly that, uh, we're not a bunch of Harvard MBAs with pockets full of venture capital who thought it would be cool to go out to Hawaii and build a rum distillery. Most of us are, you know, homegrown and, uh, and this is, you know, important for us. And also, um, we failure was not an option. That's an that's an often used uh, phrase. But you know, we we literally put uh, those of us who provided the the capital in the beginning to get this started really had to make it uh, be a success. Or um, <laughs> we, you know, the the alternative would not be pleasant. Then we also realized that manufacturing in Hawaii is is daunting from any perspective, uh, but especially the cost of doing business here and, and manufacturing is really an expensive proposition. Um, you, you know, again, going uh, the fact that we're so remote and having to having so many things shipped in and, and out, you know, it it's not a level playing field for those of us who are involved in manufacturing in, in Hawaii in terms of being able to compete. Uh, outside of the state, which we certainly we certainly do, but we we decided there was no way that we would be able to compete on price of our product because it would be more expensive to produce it. So we decided uh, that it would make better sense for us to to focus on making superior products and compete on the quality of product and the uniqueness. Of those products, meaning that uh, they're made in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, which is unique. Most people don't associate Hawaii with a being a rum producing region or distilled spirits uh, producing region, and we would uh, leverage that uniqueness through our visitor industry. Last year, we we had almost 10 million visitors to the state, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, that's a market that we certainly do our best to to leverage and. Every eight to ten days, we get a new set of visitors coming in, and they're coming from all over the world. But you know, of course, mostly North America and in uh, the you know the forty-eight states. Mm-hmm. And so, um, having the ability to introduce our products to those people coming from all these different places, um, we thought was an advantage that we could exploit. And so, again, we wanted we knew that we couldn't compete on price. We had to compete on the quality of the product and and do our best to leverage our visitor industry. And that was what we thought was our competitive edge. In retrospect, now looking back, that has worked for us. Yeah, definitely. Anytime I'm over on Kauai, coming to your guys' 
facility, the way you guys have it laid out and even the tasting room, I wonder if you can speak into a little bit about if someone's coming to Kauai for a visit, what, what type of experience are you hoping that they walk away from Kaloa Rum? First and foremost, uh, we're always welcoming uh, visitors and happy to have people come and experience the island of Kauai, the Garden Island, uh, the oldest island, geologically speaking, in the chain, and we think it's beautiful. We also want them certainly to, you know, to have the opportunity to try our rums and get a sense of uh, the quality of the product and and the fact that it's it's all done here. Um, right. All of our distilling, blending, bottling, packaging, uh, shipping is done right here from the uh, from the island of Kauai. And the fact that we're growing more and more of the sugarcane that uh, is being incorporated into making our products is uh, is exciting and something that we're we're eager to share with people. But we also, at our tasting room, um, a couple of things that I think are unique, uh, especially when compared to some of the wineries on the mainland and so forth, is that we don't charge for our tastings, and we don't, we never will. So it's completely free to the public. Um, and during the the actual tastings, uh, our bartenders uh, give a brief overview of the history of Kauai, the history of Hawaii, the history of the sugar industry and sugarcane in Hawaii, and then uh, and then afford them the opportunity to try three or four or five of our, our different products on any given day. And hopefully they go away with uh, more information mm-hmm. and a better sense of what the island is all about and what our, our our philosophy is, if you will, about making rum and you know and doing business here. In rum production in general in Kauai in 1837, there was the first harvest of sugar. Rum production was also started. What has rum production been like in those years on Kauai? Have they been non-existent or more just smaller productions? What we do know is that the first successful sugar mill. The first one in Hawaii was started in Koloa uh, on the island of Kauai. And that first operation, that first mill, the company was called Lad and Company. And it also represented the first commercial land lease that was ever awarded by the Hawaiian monarchy. Okay. That was many years before uh, statehood. Right. And it was from that first, uh, that first planting in 1835 and the first harvest two years later, that was the beginning of the, the sugar industry in Hawaii, which for many years was the, was the, the king of uh, agricultural and commercial operations in Hawaii. And at one point, there was upwards of 150 different uh, independent sugar mills around the state. But the very first successful uh, mill that that ran continuously up until the 2000s was the Koloa Mill. We also know from uh, the ship's logs from Captain James Cook's days when they first discovered Hawaii, at least as far as the Western world is concerned, back mm-hmm. in 1778, they found sugarcane growing in the Koloa district. So we know that sugarcane predates Western contact in Hawaii and that it was brought by the ancient Polynesian voyagers on their migrations up from Tahiti, the Marquesas, and uh, other South Pacific islands. So the history of sugarcane uh, on Hawaii and in Hawaii 
uh, is long and uh, very significant in terms of uh, our heritage and culture here. Not only recently, I, I say in the last few years, the last sugar mill closed. That was on the Big Island. Is that right? No, that was actually on Maui. Oh, okay. When we began producing rum here in 2009, there was an operating sugar mill here on Kauai. Okay. Um, in Gay and Robinson Plantation, and it closed in the winter of 2010, December 2010. And, and when that happened, we purchased 60 tons of sugar, raw sugar from them, uh, last us uh, for some period of time, and it lasted us about a year and a half or two years. And then we began purchasing sugar and shipping it in from HCNS Plantation, Hawaiian Commercial and Sugar Company over in Maui. And we continued that uh, relationship until they announced that they were closing about two years ago. And then we contracted with them to buy 190 tons of sugar from them from their last harvest. And oh, we wow. had it shipped over and stored here on Kauai. And we've been uh, using that sugar, you know, since then. And we're down now to approximately right about 100 tons left. So that's another couple of years supply for us, uh, depending on how demand goes. Um, and so we're really uh, ramping up our cane planting and uh, cultivation. We're soon planting another 10 acres of sugarcane in Kaloa Town near the site of our where, where our new distillery will be built uh, in the next year or so. And we also have a cane field out on the on the west side of the island, out on former Gann Robinson plantation land uh, where we are growing cane. And we are harvesting, crushing uh, that cane and using the juice to supplement the uh, the raw sugar that we use in, in making our rum. And so our objective is to, over the next year and a half or two years, to to plant as, as much more acreage as we are able to so that we can hopefully get to the point that that we could be self-sustaining with cane that we that we grow here or have others grow for us here uh, on Kauai. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, I love that. Maybe unpack that a little bit, just the new facility and what are some of those plans that we can look forward to? Yes, um, we have acquired the use of 18 acres of former sugar plantation land on the outskirts of Kaloa Town. And we have approved plans to construct a 45,000 square foot distillery and warehouse, which will more than double the production capacity for us. Um, we will have uh, on site a freestanding tasting room and company store. We'll also have a cafe where visitors can have a, a light lunch and a cocktail, um, relax and enjoy the the, the location. We'll also have a museum that uh, is in the form of an old Koloa Mill plantation camp house that was originally constructed in around 1915. Uh, so it's more than 100 years old. And we're in the process of refurbishing that and fitting it out with period furniture oh, that's pretty and neat. artifacts, old photographs and articles. Yeah. Uh, it's to have it serve as a memorial to memorialize the history of Koloa Mill and mm -hmm. the sugar in starting here on Kauai. And uh, that project is well underway, and uh, we hope to have the production facility, the new distillery built and ready to occupy 
in about 12 to 14 months from now. That's great. And your current facility, will that still be operational in addition to the new one? Our plans now are to shift the bulk of the production activity to the new facility. Gotcha. Um, And that would include uh, distillation and bottling and packaging. What we may do is retain the the use of this our current facility and use it for excess storage and warehousing mm-hmm. and barrel aging as you are expanding and in in your own personal leadership and leading the company how do you balance or how do you lead from aloha i hear that a lot from business owners how to lead a business with aloha at the forefront that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier about uh, living on islands, right. and uh, yeah. and in doing so, uh, you know, we tend to have we speak a lot about uh, ohana, which is of course family, mm-hmm. uh, and those of us uh, who live and work here, we know everyone knows everyone else for the most part, um, and so we're very close knit. And and it, and also just by nature of, of living on islands, we we tend to be self-reliant, but also in, interdependent. We depend on each other. We have to, um, and especially in times of need. So there, there is a sense of family, uh, again, Ohana, with us here at Kaloa Rum. In terms of any type of uh, business philosophy, uh, we, we strive to be above board, straightforward, transparent. I mean, you pick the, 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 the descriptive words, but um, we we want to, to to conduct ourselves in a way that would bring pride on each of us who work here and also on our our island and our state because uh, especially when we're outside of Hawaii and we we our rums are sold now in 27 states and three countries we are representing Hawaii and we take that very seriously so you know again we we conduct our business and ourselves with uh, with that in mind that we um, that we are representing the people of, of Kauai and the state of Hawaii uh, in, in, in doing that. And that's also reflected in the efforts that we put into making superior products, uh, you know, is that, again, we want it all to reflect well on our island. I, I love that. And as you are putting yourself in that posture of aloha and thinking about someone who's coming to Kauai for a visit, from your perspective, some of your advice, what are some things that you would want people coming to the island to know? Obviously, you're going to want to stop at Kolo Rum and you're going to want to do that. But what are maybe some other things that you would want someone coming to Kauai for a visit? Maybe there's some tips or maybe there's some etiquette just to be aware of before coming. Well, that's interesting. And uh, yes, you know, we... You know, Hawaii certainly is a state. Uh, we're very much a part of the United States, and uh, you don't have to change money. You don't. You don't have to worry about drinking the water as uh, you do in some places. <laughs> On the other hand, um, Hawaii is unique, and it's uh, it's right. totally different than uh, than any other place. Uh, on the mainland or even Alaska, you know, it's unique. And we do have a host culture here, uh, and that is, of course, the Hawaiians and other cultures that migrated here over the 
the millennia, you know, to work in the sugar industry and the pineapple industry and so forth. And so there is no true ethnic majority or minority that, you know, we're pretty evenly balanced. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's a very unique uh, demographic here and one that uh, you won't find anywhere else, at least that I've seen. And uh, and that's you know one of the uh, the beautiful things I think about Hawaii. Um, and so when people come, especially those who have never been here before, my first uh, suggestion would be once you deplane, take a deep breath and realize that you're not on the mainland anymore and that you're in a special place, and just relax. And then I would encourage people at the first opportunity to take the first step and speak and engage with with local people. Because you will not, and I and I base this on my many many years of living here, is that you will not find any more gentle and genuine and hospitable people anywhere on this earth uh, than you'll find here on Kauai and, and in Hawaii in general. Oh, I love that. In your time on Maui, uh, I'm curious, how would you compare those islands, Maui and Kauai? Oh well, they're different, uh, but yet they're similar. Right. You know, we have eight major islands in Hawaii. Um, the big island on Hawaii, where the volcano is, of course, is the newest island geologically, a little over five hundred thousand years old, uh, but still growing uh, with the volcanic activity. Kauai, on the other end of the archipelago, is the oldest island geologically, and it's billions of years old. And so, um, and, and in between, of course, you have Maui and Oahu and. Uh, and so forth. Kauai is the fourth largest island geologically and by population, and Maui is the second largest and in terms of uh, geography or landmass, um, and second most populous to Oahu, where Honolulu is. Uh, each of the islands are different. Uh, they, they're, they're beautiful in their own way. I originally moved from the mainland to Hawaii many years ago, and I lived on Kauai and worked here for many years before eventually moving to Maui and where I lived for 14 years and then moved back to Kauai. Um, I love Maui. It's a beautiful place. It's a little different than, than Kauai, uh, but um, they're, they're both, I think, uh, very beautiful. But if I had to say my preference, uh, mm-hmm. that would be that would be Kauai. Yeah. yeah I'm curious. Um, someone's coming to Kolo Rum for the first time. What have you guys seen being some of the most popular products that you guys have? We do a full portfolio of products. Um, We do seven rums. Uh, We do our standard white, which is just pure rum. Great for mojitos and daiquiris and the like. Uh, We do a gold rum, um, which uh, is uh, quite nice. And both the white and the gold are just pure rums. And then we have a, a, a flavor category. We do our dark rum, which has a very bold uh, vanilla note. And we use Tahitian vanilla when it's available. It's absolutely delicious and um, makes a great float on a cocktail. And also uh, some of the bakers use it in cooking. And uh, we actually have a baker that makes a a delicious rum cake uh, that we sell in our store made with our dark rum. And then we have our own version of uh, spice rum, our Kauai spice. It has our proprietary blend of spices and flavorings. And then we have an all-natural 80-proof coconut rum, which is, you know, I think outstanding. And because it's uh, it's a rum, it's 80-proof, it's uh, full strength, and it's, it stands up really well 
in cocktails and a lot of the mixologists and bartenders like to use it because again because of the flavor profile but also the you know the strength at 80 proof it's a it's a it's a great cocktail rum and then we do our coffee rum which is a collaboration between us and Kauai coffee company which is here on Kauai. And just a footnote, uh, Kauai Coffee Company is the largest uh, coffee farm in the United States. It's comprised of 3,700 acres, and they grow a variety of different uh, uh, coffee beans. And uh, they do a special roast and grind for us, and then we do a cold brew process and then blend that freshly brewed uh, coffee with our white rum and add a little bit of cane sugar. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. We bottle it at 68 proof, so it's uh, really a liqueur, but it's absolutely delicious. And then we do um, our Kauai Reserved rum, aged rum, that's a minimum of three years of age. And those are aged in once-used bourbon barrels that we bring in from Kentucky. Um, And that is... uh, just some of the best sipping rum, I think, that you'll find anywhere. And then we have our line of ready-to-drink cocktails. You mentioned the rum punch that's featured on board Hawaiian Airlines. That's lovely. It's a passion orange guava base uh, with our white rum. And then we also do what we call pineapple passion, which is pineapple and passion fruit puree with our white rum. And then we do a standard Koloa Mai Tai cocktail ready-to-drink. Do you have a personal favorite go-to drink? I love the cocktails, uh, but uh, my favorite uh, of the rums, I would say, would be our Kauai White Rum. You know, it's pure rum, nothing added, no sugar or glycerin added back to it. And uh, I think it's extremely clean and smooth and and just uh, and very sippable. And it also mixes well. Um, so it's good, neat or straight, or mixed with most any uh, in any cocktail. Bob, I just want to say thank you so much again for your time, and I look forward to coming and visiting the new facility in about a year or so, and look forward to more updates from you guys. How can people find you and connect more with Kaloa Rum? Of course, our website kaloarum.com is a good starting point, and at the on the website you'll find a tab that says "Find Our Rum," and visitors can. Put their city or zip code in and then uh, click enter and then they will see uh, a populated list of stores or bars that uh, carry our rum in their area so they could find it uh, outside of Hawaii. And otherwise, uh, you know, of course, we're on Facebook and uh, Instagram, you know, at Kaloa Rum. And uh, a lot of conversations and a lot of information sharing and pictures and whatnot always available through social media. So, And our tasting room is right on the outskirts of Lihui, uh, where our main port of entry and airport is, and uh, we're within a mile of the airport, so very conveniently located. Perfect, yeah. Well, thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, I just want to thank Bob again for his time and thank you so much for your time, your valuable time for tuning in today. Again, I want to invite you to hit the subscribe button. And I would love to know from you, What businesses would you like me to be interviewing on maybe a future episode of Hawaii's Best? Let me know by shooting a a review below, or you can DM me on Instagram at hawaiis.best. Well, until next time, be well. Aloha. 
Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at hawaiis.best. 